This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. People just need to chill out a little bit. He's one of my winners of the week because this week he was asked about, uh, hey, you know, I heard uh, reporters asking him, you know, uh, civil war in the in the GOP. And what do you what do you think about that? His response? No, look, I think we we just we just finished this election. OK, people just need to chill out a little bit on some of this stuff. I mean, seriously, we See? just ran an election. Chill out, man. I thought he was talking about all of the liberal tears last night on Twitter because they are completely melting down about the future of Twitter. And I just it makes me laugh. But they are and they're melting down on Twitter. And even Elon was like, it was Twitter's best day ever. And so it's like you are being massively trolled here. It's like I'm watching this and I'm on the by the way, you can hit up Stephanie on uh, on Twitter or just follow me. You don't have to hit me up. Uh, Stephanie S. Bell. (laughs) I don't know the proper <laughs> phraseology, and and then you can send. Uh, you can also send Hannah a friend request on Twitter. Yeah, or you can follow me, <laughs> producer underscore Hannah. And you can give a like to Brian Halsworth on Twitter. Good at Brian on the air. <laughs> uh, and Marcia and I are on there somewhere too. KWS on air. Or news radio. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the same. And I know I'm supposed to be taking a more of an active role in the Twitter, but I just. Man, as a fifty-one-year-old guy, I just I, and it's not like I'm, I'm rebelling against it. I just have you just don't know how to use it. Yes, there is some of that, <laughs> and then my ego comes into play because on the few times I, well, let me go here. I'm a, I'm afraid to ask for help on it because the few times I try to dangle my legs, I get people. Well, you're not supposed to do it that way. Here's how you do it. You know what you did, and so then it's my ego, and I'm afraid to go and ask for help. And frankly, I'm I'm on Facebook. I don't even do anything on my personal. I haven't done it for uh, for a while. I just don't have an interest. I'll get on to some of the stuff because you can find some fantastic newsworthy items um, on the Twitter. There's a lot of negativity on there too. Well, that's the thing. Every it's time I get so on there, negative. I'm like, I just yeah. no man. Most I, of I, it about Elon Musk here yeah, lately. Yeah. Yeah. But even on a Saturday tomorrow, these people on there will they'll act like it's the end of the world if their local football team, whatever state they're in, doesn't win. It's just. It is very toxic, nonetheless. It it is important. So uh, I have been. It has been interesting to follow. People are losing their minds about Twitter and what's been happening. And triggered, I'm thinking, man, these are like Trump supporters that are upset with Wake Up Mid Missouri for our coverage and honesty on Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, that's what the reaction has been like on Twitter. Elon Musk sent out a memo that said, "Hey, listen, we got to buckle down and get to work." And the people at Twitter, oh, what do you mean you want us to work? We're used to coming in in our uh, flip-flops at work and eating granola bars and all these perks that we get for working for a high-tech social media company. What do you mean work? I mean, they got, they're like in tears, man. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's awful. And like, I mean, imagine you're, you know, imagine someone here at Zimmer saying like, hey, if you don't, if you're not showing up ready to work every day, then maybe you should find a different job. I think that's like a basic ask, right? Like, hey. You know, this is a this is a company we have, you know, goals and we need people to show up at their best. And I feel like that's that's a that's a fairly safe ask. And I think, you know, and a lot of them are jumping ship and then they're going straight to social media. And they I saw some of them actually like tagging journalists, be like, if you want to talk to me. And they're like, they all want their like 10 seconds of fame or whatever, too. It's just like, no, thank you. Um, in, in here in Missouri yesterday, I don't know if it happened at any of the Starbucks locally, but I know in uh, St. Louis. 
this was happening, and it's kind of along the same lines. People, well, well I want more money, and I want better. I want all this. No coffee, no contract. Starbucks, folks. <laughs> no coffee, no peace. Yeah. <laughs> no coffee, no peace. Isn't that great? You take one of those great things that the triggered liberals do. Uh, no justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. No coffee, no contract, no con. Wow. Well, These- they, and they, they will. A lot of them will go on strike, though, if they don't get. I mean, I've seen that before. Um, they'll actually go on strike. Um, they've tried to unionize some of the McDonald's <gasps> restaurants and other things like that. That has been the biggest kind of, and I don't think people realize that, especially if you didn't grow up in a union household. I did. My father's a fourth generation bricklayer, AFL CIO. Oh, all, wow. All, yeah, absolutely. AFL CIO, and they were the 70s, 80s, 90s. By the way, a lot of those union members that I knew, they voted a Republican. Back, was, that's what, yeah. And they what, probably still do, a lot of them. I can't speak for them, but I know then they all voted for Reagan. A lot of yeah. them did. Um, they voted for Richard Nixon, too. A lot of them voted for Jimmy Carter, a, a Democrat. But the, the thing that's changed over the uh, about these unions is what you just played there, that was not happening in the 70s, 80s. It was construction unions, trade unionists, boiler makers, bri- bricklayers. I was just thinking, didn't our library just unionize? Can yes, you wait for no, no contract, no books? Well, no yeah. contract, no but, books. But that, that has been a change in the union. The union movement has gained members by by basically organizing the places like Starbucks and stuff. That's not for me to decide if that's good or bad, but that has been a change. You did not really see that then. And the main goals of it back in those days of the unions was about OSHA. It was about worker safety and protecting workplace. What's the old line about unions? The guys brought you the five-day work week. Well, and they were, and it, but there's still a lot of support for the unions, though. If you go back to the right to work vote a couple of years ago, uh, twenty, I think it was 70% of Missourians said no to right to work. But this, I believe that... I, clarify this brandon i believe that restaurant you were playing i think that's in st louis I yeah believe. that's yeah. In, in st louis, st. louis. i didn't it, maybe you saw something locally yesterday at any of the starbucks here in mid-missouri if so you can always reach out to us via tax 874-9390 i didn't uh, i didn't see it and these people well we want more money and we want this then and, and then if i were elon musk who i assume probably owns starbucks also if i were elon musk i would kick <laughs> probably these people <laughs> Listen, and there's some talent to being a barista. I'm assuming I've never been a barista. Uh, but let's be realistic about what that job entails compared to somebody like Brian Houseworth's father and the father before him and the one before that who were building things with bricks and mortar. These people make coffee, and I'm not dismissing if you make coffee, don't be mad. I'm not criticizing you, but... Really? You want we all we want more money? Well then work for it or do something else. Come on, man. In the the Service Employee International Union, I believe, is the SIEU, I believe, uh, very, very powerful and they are organizing. Not sure what union that would be in St. Louis. It could be that one. There there are other ones as well. But they have definitely been um They've definitely been looking at, at some of those facilities. And Stephanie's right. The Daniel Boone uh, Regional Library, those workers did unionize as well. So we have seen an increase in that. That's still, I still think the majority 
of the union members uh, and bus drivers as well, but they're going to be primarily the trade unionists. There's one person on Twitter speculating that Elon's doing something called whaling and that's trying to find the whales. Um, and it's it's based on the common refrain, uh, you know, 90% of the pe- or 90% of the work is done by 10% of the people. And so Elon is trying to figure out who are my 10% of the people who really know what's going on, who really are working hard. I'm going to, you know, go all in on those people and get, and just, you know, cut the fat. What would you call the uh, union for people that make... Uh, so CMU wouldn't stand for, like, Central Methodist University anymore. It would be the, the, the coffee makers union or something. What would you call that union? You make coffee, man. I would say, again, I, it's a great question. I do think, and uh, without... The saying, International Brotherhood of Perks. <laughs> my, my gut feeling is that's probably the Service Employees International Union. Yeah, I assume union. I, I would, they're part would, of a broader coalition. Yeah, it, it would be, um, it because that would probably apply. They, they represent janitors as well. They do have, uh, I will say they do have... Um, I just didn't hear about them when I was growing up. Just didn't. And I would read the Labor Tribune in St. Louis. It profiled all the unions. So I think their their power has definitely gone up. Not saying the, tr- the trade unions have gone down, but the, the obviously we'll see what happens there at that St. Louis store. IBOP. I like it, John. International Brotherhood of Perks. IBOP. Uh, off the text, 874-9390. Hannah, you don't want to read the Paul uh, text? No. I feel like it's self-serving if I read it. Brandon, you're such a great ass kisser that you'd be an excellent barista. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I understand that one there. Uh, Mark. You'd like a little cocoa on that. <laughs> <laughs> you want that special chocolate from oh, Mexico. Oh, God. <laughs> You want me to stir that for you? Uh, <laughs> Tyler says, Marsh, don't feel bad. I'm 34, and I don't know how to use Twitter either. I don't even have an account. And yeah, I'm a former union guy, so, you know, you can't, <laughs> can't blame me. And John, John will know, I'll tell you, the, the, the unions in Jefferson City specifically, traditionally, have primarily been more of the the trade union is for sure. They definitely are there. But also the, John, the, I'm thinking, I, I still call it Westinghouse. Those of yeah. us who, I still call it Westinghouse. The ABB, ABB days ABB. when they were, uh, when they were uh, IBEW. Yeah, IBEW. May still be. They, I I think they still are Hitachi. But there was a time, John, where there was a, a strike. In, oh, yeah. And no one, no one crossed, crossed that picket line. Me included, because I went out there to interview the... Uh, HR guy out there, and he said, oh, come on in. And I said, sorry, bud, I'm not crossing the union picket line. And the union people did not want you to cross it either. So, yeah, the, that that was there. But uh, this, this Service Employee International Union definitely is growing. Um, Arrowhead Field, does anybody know how much, how many people at Arrowhead see? I think it's like over 70,000 for football, but for a concert, for a music concert. I I'm, I assume it's the same amount. I don't know if they take seats out for that. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I've never been to a concert at Arrowhead, and I am also not only, not only am I not good at Twitter, I'm also not good at Google searches. <laughs> Searching. I was going to say, Steph is going to get mad at you. How many people? Well, I've typed it. I've Googled it. Look, I got it up here on the uh, the computer. How many people does Arrowhead Stadium hold for a concert? And quickly, I'm not finding an answer. I, I guess. mean, it says seventy six thousand. I think that's for football, football but yeah, like for football, yeah, it's it's about like I think about it'd be like similar, uh, zoo. except on the, the people but, on the floor. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So Taylor Swift's supposed to be doing two concerts coming up uh, next summer. So what, 150,000 people at least going to be going to Taylor Swift concerts here in Missouri. She's uh, um, 
she's got a blank space for St. Louis. She's not playing uh, St. Louis. Was that a Taylor Swift joke? Thank you, Hannah. What? <laughs> he's a he's a Swifty, wow. a closet Swifty. Let's shake it off and move forward. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Your reputation is <laughs> not one of a Swifty. Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight seven four ninety three ninety. Uh, massive messes uh, with Ticketmaster yesterday, and I don't know what the sales doing for Arrowhead Stadium, but. Uh, it's it's a horror, and the bigger issue is Ticketmaster and what they've done. You think about how many hundreds of thousands of people, how many thousands of people here in Mid Missouri trying to buy Taylor Swift concerts for the kids yesterday, and it was a massive mess. Some people are going to have a sad Christmas morning because they, but they're not even opening them to the public, and and now the you know the liberals are freaking out that they can't get their Taylor Swift tickets, and they're like, the government must help me get my Taylor Swift tickets. Oh my goodness! And so they're calling on Ticketmaster to be investigated. What is you want us to pay off your student? debt or you want to go to Taylor Swift? Or even better, get a hold of those Taylor <laughs> Swift tickets, put them on a third-party site. I hear they're going for like about 10 Gs. Yeah. So there's your student loan payment right there. There you go. Jerry, I've got 30 seconds for you, buddy. What's on your mind on a feel-good Friday? Okay, I'm calling for some corrections. I worked at the ABB plant and they were UAW and there was many people that crossed the line and the people lost money from what the company originally offered them in raises in the on the strike mm-hmm. in 2002 or whatever. Okay. All right, cool. It was UAW. Yeah. We stand corrected, thanks. Thank you, dude. We appreciate that. What are you grateful for on a feel-good Friday, Jerry? It's Friday, and I'm 65, and I'm going to have two days off. I'm still working, man. Amen, brother. We appreciate you. Coming up five minutes from now, 725-ish. Uh, what's hot with Hannah? And by, by the way, Hannah's a real trooper this morning. She's still not uh, feeling well, but she is here infecting everybody else with her illness to bring us. Well. I'm on antibiotics, okay? Uh, what's hot with Hannah today? Well, now you got me all flustered. <laughs> Somebody found a big old check for a company, and they did the Good Samaritan thing and returned it, and they did This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Not get any reward. 728 time for what's hot with Hannah. Wow, I didn't get to say the time. Well, I'm trying to save you some speaking time because oh, okay. I know you, you're not feeling well. Well, thanks. Yeah. So, did you see this story a couple months ago about a German guy who found a $4.8 million check made out to the candy company Haribo? He would have just found it at a bus station, basically. He saw a little piece of paper flapping in the wind and he went over and picked it up, and it was a check made out to Haribo. For almost $5 million. Okay. So he decides to do the good Samaritan thing. He contacts Haribo. Tells them he found this check. And, you know, they ask him to send over proof or to send pictures of the check and then to destroy it, basically. He does that. And they proceed to show their gratitude to this gentleman. Cool. By sending him six little packages of gummy bears in the mail. What? Not cool. That's all they sent him for saving this company, you know, almost $5 million. Is there an expectation, though? And I think, yeah, you would think, oh, hey, here's a bunch of money, man. Thank you, because you just gave a $5 million check. Uh, Here's some money or some gummy bears. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Friday night, free night, some sort of movie. There's a bunch of vampires in the movie. 
You notice that vampires are pretty cool people, aren't they? I was watching that movie, Fright Night by the Vampires. I didn't notice. Did you know that a werewolf could kill a vampire? I didn't know that. I found that out. I was like, I want to be a werewolf. I don't want to be a vampire. <laughs> and those are the exact words verbatim from Herschel Walker. So that's comedian Roy Wood. I know that's not the best quality. It may have been a little hard to understand, but he was talking about watching bad movies and you wait for it to get better and werewolves can beat vampires. I know it may have been a little hard to understand. And then at the end, he says, those are the exact words that Herschel Walker used. That is stand-up comedian doing a set. I think he was in New York just the other night doing that set. He's saying those are the exact words that Herschel Walker recently gave in a campaign speech. And I said, nah, you're a comedian. That's not true. Oh, do you ever watch a stupid movie late at night hoping it's going to get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? This is Herschel Walker, by the way. The other night, the other night I was watching this movie. I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night. But it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires and cool people, are they not? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore. I wanted to be a werewolf. But then, anyway. I don't know the rest of the context of that. If, sure. you, if you would have told me that was Kenan Thompson on SNL, I would have. Because he did Herschel Walker a couple weeks ago. I would have been like, yeah, that's, that's totally SNL. I, I love that. It was. And it, incidentally, it sounds like Herschel Walker got better response from the Yikes. crowd. Than, so weird. Than the comedian. So the comedian, without telling the audience, he gets up and does this. And people are uh, are laughing at it. Welcome into the show and welcome into a feel-good Friday. One of our wake-up uh, family members via text, Brenda. I love what it is that she's grateful for. What it is she's feeling good about on a feel-good Friday. She's my feel-good Friday. My chicken plucker came in. <laughs> it's time to put some chicken in the freezer. My chicken plucker. I love it. We appreciate you reaching out to us. 874-9390. Getting a nice list of winners and losers of the week, too, uh, mm -hmm. via text. We have a local media outlet who, it's interesting, this local media outlet, they were already on, on my list. And a listener, unsolicited, sent in the same... Oh. Uh, same thing. So get your list together. And we like winners. We, it's easy to pick winner, or easy to pick losers of the week in this realm that we hang out in. But we like winners too. And the more localer, the more betterer. We appreciate that. You can reach out to us via text 874-9390. That reminds me, Herschel Walker incidentally made a really good point. And the point wasn't that a werewolf could beat a vampire. <laughs> That wasn't a good point. I thought he really did make a really excellent point here. Oh, do you ever watch a stupid movie late at night hoping it's going to get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Yes. Yes. You've never watched a movie. You fall asleep. You're right. And the last time I did that was last weekend. I'm trying to get in the Christmas spirit, John. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting ready to go see the grandkids. It's the Friday before Thanksgiving. I listen to Christmas music today. I'm ready, man. It's the Friday before Thanksgiving. I think a lot of us, wherever you work, whatever we do, and I could be wrong. Okay, Stephanie Bell would be an exception. But I think a lot of us, isn't today the day we start? Check out a little bit. for It's the Friday before Thanksgiving. Number one, it's a feel-good Friday here in mid-Missouri. You're listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri, right? It's Friday. We've got the weekend. We've got Mizzou football. Uh, we'll have a, a, a short week next week. And then a long 
weekend. Our weekend will be, for most people, the weekend is going to be longer than the work week. And then it's a mad dash to Christmas. It's like this is the... A couple weeks yeah. after that. In the state, uh, the state, of course, is... <laughs> Again, with the exception of Stephanie. Bell. Yeah, I got yeah. two trials next week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely just... Just on vacation yeah, already. The cool. docket over at Boone <laughs> County, there are some, there's a, a high profile case I, I intend to go over to next week if it still happens in Boone County. But the state for sure, with the governor's executive order, state employees will have both Thanksgiving and Friday off. Technically, the, the city points out a lot of people use the term Black Friday, but I believe it Native American Heritage Day uh, on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. But bottom line, both uh, both days, the state employees will be off. I learned something new from the TikTok this week. Okay. Have you ever heard of Travel Tuesday? No. No. Well, like, so Black Friday, then Cyber Monday, and then they said that next Tuesday is, like, the best deals for travel. Like, the travel industry has taken that over, and I had not heard that. Mm. But they said if you were trying to book travel, next the Tuesday after Black Friday, everything's going to be on sale. So I've got that on my calendar. Uh, <laughs> heads up. Yeah, by the way, I'm always a big fan of flying out of our local airport here in mid-Missouri, Columbia Regional Airport, and I'm willing to pay an extra two to $300 my time to KC or St. Louis. Gas money, parking, definitely worth it. And it's a real gem of an airport, especially now with the improvements that Looks have been good. made. But the past two times, and this is not a knock on the Columbia Regional Airport. It's the way the airlines work. past two times I'm flying out of St. Louis because it is like double it's double right now please don't let that discourage you from at least checking out columbia mm-hmm. regional airport and yeah usually it is a little bit more expensive definitely absolutely for me anyway way worth i it. have three flights on the books between now and february out of columbia and if you book far enough out depending on where and when you're going it can still be pretty reasonable you ever try flying from columbia missouri to boise idaho (laughs) (laughs) kim can't get there from here yeah (laughs) it can be like i have to fly from columbia to taiwan and then back to idaho (laughs) crazy but herschel walker's point there about watching a bad movie you think it's bad so saturday i'm trying to get in the christmas spirit and I'm watching this movie. There's some movies every Christmas I love to watch. You turned on the Hallmark Channel. <clears throat> yes, I think it was the Hallmark <laughs> oh, no. Channel. And it was, remember the Hallmark Christmas movie? It was about this uh, uh, th- this woman. She goes back on, on Christmas break to her little hometown, which is nestled in the mountains of Maine. And she runs into her old boyfriend there. And she he owns like a little gift shop. And it snows the whole time. Remember that movie? And they fall in love again? Uh, that's like every Hallmark movie ever? Pretty much. So I'm watching the Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. And a, a, a Christmas story comes on. Okay. I have never in my entire life watched that entire movie. It's been a long time. Yeah. So I thought, okay, this is the time I'm going to watch this movie. I'm going to watch A Christmas Story, the BB gun, you poke your eye out, the kid who puts his tongue on the post and gets it stuck there because it's frozen. I'm going to watch this. Man, I got like 45 minutes into it this time. I, I can't get into this movie. So I'm with Herschel Walker. I keep watching the movie, and it's still, it does nothing for me, and I'm probably in the minority. I don't, does somebody know, what is it with that movie, A Christmas Story, that fast, I, I don't. No vampires in it or anything? <laughs> no vampires and uh, werewolves that would that would beat Ralphie or, or Santa Claus. I do not get it with that movie. But to Herschel Walker's point, I'm watching A, a Christmas Story again, and I find it, I don't find it stupid. It's just I don't mind turning <sighs> off the movie. My thing is a book. Like if you if you get like 
halfway into a book and you're like, this book sucks. Like, One more page. Yeah. And then you're like, but then you're like already invested. And I saw someone like, don't waste your life reading bad books. Just like put the book down and do something else. I like cannot bring myself to do that. So I turned off uh, a, a Christmas story. I still cannot get into that movie. It's just incredibly boring and it's not entertaining. And I get it. People love it. I don't, maybe I'm missing something. So let me know. But here's me. So what did I put in? Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon. Of course you did. <laughs> Bad Santa, maybe. Bad Santa, that is actually, that's a, that is a different kind of Christmas movie. <laughs> but I will watch it. But are there movies that like you've watched, John, that you're like, okay, uh, uh, I'm watching it, and okay, it's kind of boring, but it's it's gonna pick up, it's gonna get better, uh, and it doesn't happen. Or there's a movie that like everybody loves and everybody watches, and you just don't get. Do you have a movie like that? Boy, put me on the spot. Yeah, I'm sure I've probably got several of those. Some of the some of the holiday ones can get a little much at times, you know. You and you want to be part of the crowd and watch them and sit there and get through it and you're like man this this isn't getting it for me star wars movies yeah they're yeah. not for me um it's never done anything for me but then have you ever watched an old movie and it's like exceeded your expectations yes i my kids had not seen et and we took them the other weekend to lakeside ashland watched it outside and i was like "Ooh, i haven't seen this in a while like i can't really remember all the parts i'm not sure they're going to be impressed with like you know the cgi stuff you know any yeah. of it and they were tickled i was tickled i was like this movie gives me all the feels still it was great yeah i can think of a think of a holiday movie that i just can't make it through and that's it's a wonderful life yeah really you know it played to rave reviews and one of the greatest movies of all time i can't sit through it see and i i can sit and uh and watch i can watch that movie it didn't bother me uh so much but maybe that's one of those more like I have to. You're supposed to watch. Exactly. It's required by law. You have to watch. It's a wonderful life. Thanksgiving night on NBC or whenever it's on or the Friday uh, thereafter. I don't mind that movie at all. Uh, some text, 874-9390. Uh-oh. There it is. Thanks, Brant. <laughs> this comes up every every year. Die hard. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it a Christmas movie or not? Stuart says, I've never... Has anybody seen the movie The English Patient? I've never seen it. Uh, says the movie was stupid. I remember one time I was doing Top 40 radio years ago, and there was a movie, it was a real... And I forget what it was about, but it was My Left Foot or something like that. And it was kind of a very deep, emotional movie. And one of the folks in the radio said, what a stupid movie. And he almost lost his job. Uh, because of that comment. Coming up five minutes from now, here on... <laughs> right? You shouldn't say stuff like that, but that's what made it so... And the Super 8 Theater was one of the one of the sponsors of the morning show, right? Yeah, the movie they... Don't talk about our movies like that. Coming up five minutes from now, here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Hannah had a, a great story um, for What's Hot With Hannah. We hear these stories, people find something of value or whatever, but this dude in found a check for almost $5 million that was supposed to go to the Haribo Candy Company. You know, they make the, the, the gummy bears. Uh, basically, he gives it back, and Haribo, to show their appreciation, sent him some gummy bears. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Um, and, the, and these patriots that have fought recently, we can't forget 
our veterans. Amen, brother. That is retired Army Colonel Don Patton. He was hailed as the ultimate patriot, Fox Nation. Uh, they do the Patriot Awards, kind of relatively new. They've been doing it for a couple of years now. He was recognized as the ultra, uh, ultimate Patriot big award show last night. And they honored a whole bunch of people. The reporter who was injured in bombing overseas earlier this year, he was uh, he was honored. He was honored because of his work in in, um, in in making sure people, you know, hey, let's not forget World War II. But because we always, you know, never forget and remember the sacrifices, but he takes it a step further. The guy has done incredible work. There's a veteran in St. Louis. Uh, the guy's name is Marcus Rowe. And he said, this is south of St. Louis. So if you're cruising down 55, technically you'd be in the county. And he pulls into a gas station. He's pulling up his car. And that's always, you know, when you fill up your gas or fill up your car with gas and you're standing there, always kind of seems like a weird because you're just standing there. And unless you're checking your oil, cleaning off your windshield, you're just standing there. You ain't doing nothing. You're just standing there. Maybe peeking in the trash. Which is no, I'm not looking in the trash at the huh, gas station. What do we have over here? <laughs> not part of my regular day. Because, John, you know, you'll find some weird stuff, especially in a gas station trash can. From a guy who worked at a gas station, I, I wholeheartedly support that emotion. Are you serious? You worked at a gas station? Oh, yeah, full service. Really? You betcha. The one in Jeff City? Yes, a Jefferson City gas station. Huh. I'm wondering which one now. Because when I grew up, I didn't learn to pump gas till I was in college. Because I went to the full service oh station. You know, back, most of them were full service back in the day. It was wonderful. Remind me to finish this story, but stop for Let's a second. Let's bring about that this, back. About this dude, about this veteran in St. Louis. Because I want you to hear what he did. It's really cool. You didn't learn. So John worked at a gas station. Did you wear a bow tie and like the little chef's kind of hat thing they used to wear back no, in the day? No, but I was forced to do oil changes outside in the dead of winter, which was oh, fun. Gosh. And then... Wasn't forced, I mean. Stephanie Bell, who hangs out with people like Tom Cotton and Shinzo Abe and uh, used to hang out with people like that. And you didn't learn how to pump gas into your car until you were in college. <laughs> Cars are not my thing, and I, I, there was a full-service gas station. I will say my parents had an account there, and so that's what I did. I went there, and I, yeah. I need just gas here. You do it. That's astounding. <laughs> uh, compared to... I try still to this day not to do it. If, if Mr. Bell is available, I'm like, please pump my gas. I hate it. So... This dude, uh, Colonel, retired Army Colonel Don Patton, he's at the gas station. He pulls up, and you do nothing when you're pumping your gas. He looks in the trash can and, I guess, happens to see, well, this looks like a photo album. And he sticks his hand in the gas station trash can. And pulls out a photo album. Nope. Not me. <laughs> I was a guy who had to empty the can. <laughs> what kind of photos do you think are in a photo album at a gas station? So that would be my first take. If I happen to be at a break time in Ashland off 63 and I, if I happen to be looking through a trash can to see what's in there and I happen to see a photo album and if for some strange reason I'm bizarre enough to dig my hand in there to pull out the photo album, I'm afraid to see what is in the photo album that somebody, because listen, I think when you throw stuff or some people, when you're throwing stuff away at a gas station, number one, I get it's easy, you're cleaning out your car, 
But also, it's stuff you don't want to throw out at home. So you're putting some stuff in the trash you don't it's want. It's diapers. That's <laughs> cut right through it all. That's what goes in the trash can at the gas station. Or you're putting stuff in there you don't want other people to find. Possibly. Uh, this guy... So he finds a photo album, and it's it's an elderly woman, and this guy spends months trying to f- find out who the owner is. Eventually, after he goes on to the NBC affiliate KSDK in St. Louis, uh, they show some pictures. They were able to find the rightful owners of this uh, photo album, and he's got a great, uh, kind of a great take on it, without being braggadocious. It was 